So as we, this morning, the question is, well, the message this morning is, who is mom? And it'll be up on the screen here in a little bit, but who is mom? Um, who are they? You know, there's a study involving newborn infants recently that was done, and it found out that adult females speak 1,263 words per hour to their newborn baby. That's compared to 462 words per hour for adult males. You guys get that? So who is mom? When a mom, when a woman has a child, the studies show that she will speak to that child over 1,200 words per hour compared to the male or father who speaks about 400 plus words to that child. So three times as many words are spoken. But it's deeper than that because what they found out is that a mom, and I don't have to tell you this, you moms know this, uh, I'm, I'm talking to the men right now. Uh, what, what you find out is this, is that it's not just the words, right? It's, it, it, there's a communication that happens. Like, it, it, they'll respond. What they, what they found is that babies have their own unique way of communicating, even though they don't know how to speak. And, and the mom will, will, like, communicate with the baby. Like, she will respond to feedback that she's getting from the baby, right? And the dad's like, mm, I don't know, he just burps and poops and sleeps and cries you know and so the dad's really not necessarily in tune as much as the mom is and it even starts before that right it starts in the womb like the baby knows the mother's voice because the mom is it's always the baby's always with the mom right <laughs> it takes it takes the baby with her wherever she goes and so the baby learns to hear the uh, knows the, the mother's voice and and there's just even in the cadence of the mom's voice the different uh, inflections in the mom's voice the the baby learns this and knows and so there's just something nurturing there's just something magical that's happening right so what is mom I want to play one more video I believe maybe we can hit the lights Josh will play one more I know I'm playing a lot of videos but they're good huh All right. Well, while he's getting that ready, just Luis, give me the cue when you when you got it up, buddy, because I want to play that. So uh, moms speak to babies in this study three times more than dads. They're uh, it's more than they're more verbal to their children, their infants. OK. Um, but is it why? Why is this? It, is it because they're the ones created to give birth like like is it because they're just 
out of male and female, they're the one of the two that God picked to be able to carry the baby and give birth. Is, is that why? Okay, he's ready. Let's play. Amen. So there was something in that video that's funny, but there's a lot of truth in it as well, right? And so what is it about moms? What is it? Like everybody has a story about their moms. When we were around the room, you could talk about your mom. You could you probably talk about uh, her favorite, like her favorite cooking that, that she does for you, her favorite meal that she prepares for you. Um, mothers are our biggest cheerleaders, right? Um, but there, there's just something that's so different if when you look at male and female and there's something so different about moms and so we're going to take a look at that today we're going to take a look at what uh we're going to go we're actually going to go all the way back to creation and we're going to look at what happened at creation what happened when god created male and female because in there is the heart of God for moms. That, that's where moms were created, right? In the heart of, 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 of woman. And so um, we're going to take a look at that. So if we go back to this analogy or this study where moms speak three times as many words to a baby as dads, as the males, is it because that they're the ones that created to give birth? No. What if men 
were the one who carried the baby for nine months. And I heard all the moms say, amen. Amen. Wish that could happen. Right? Would that change? I don't think it would change anything. I don't think it would change anything. Because there's something inside female. There's something inside the feminine heart. Right? That's different than the masculine heart. So I don't think it would matter. Right? If it was the male that God chose to carry the baby rather than the female. There's something distinctly different about the masculine heart as opposed to the feminine heart, right? And so we're going to get into that a little bit in the next few minutes. We're going to look at creation and what God did at creation. So who is mom? What makes the feminine heart different? From the, the masculine heart. Let's flip your Bibles or your tablets or your phones to Genesis 2, verses 18 through 25. And it's going to be up here on the screen if you, if you don't want to just follow along there. Get my glasses out. I enjoy so much in, mess, in, our, in my messages <laughs> last week. I, I, I got a, a lot of compliments uh, after last week's message for actually reading the whole chapter of Ephesians chapter 1 last week. It's it's just interesting that sometimes you go to church and you don't actually read scripture. Uh, But we read the whole first chapter of Ephesians last week and it was awesome. So this week we're in Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 through 25 and it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Now remember that word helper because we're going to come back to it. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he could call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. Verse 21. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to man. At last the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united in one, into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. So if you go, if you look at the book of Genesis and you go back into chapter one from the very beginning and you look at creation, you begin to understand that God created the earth, the stars, the universe, all of creation. It's an incredible story. It's not very long. And sometimes because it's not very long, we, we just read it and we miss what's really happening there. Like If you understand why God did what he did, and you can debate, like, how it all happened, because, like I said, there's not a lot of, there's a lot, not a lot of detail. He didn't, it's not in the scriptures in exactly length of time. It, it talks about days, and he created it in, in uh, six days, seven days, and on the seventh day he rested. So, but, but besides all of that, when you look at creation itself, you understand that God created, did he create the world and the stars and space and the sun and the moon and everything and all the ant- did he who did he create it for why 
If you understand, if you look at, he did it for us. He created it for us. He create it was in his heart, right? And he started with 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 let there be light, right? And everything from that point on, he was creating a world for us. Look at it. And he was creating us. Why? Why? Why did he create us? Why did he create man? Because he wanted a family. God desired a family. Like, so we have a school of ministry here, and one of the, fir- the, f- the very first um, months, so the first five months in, in what we call Mod 1, is all about identity. And we really try to take it back there. Like, why do, do, how you view God, your relationship with him, and how you, your, the, the, the glasses, with, with the lens with which you look at God and your relationship with him, it all starts in Genesis. You go back and you understand why God did what he did and how he looks at you. He created this world and everything that you see and even the stuff that you don't even understand or even know about, he created it for us. He created it for you. He created it for me. It's an amazing thing. All the stars, the space, everything, light, darkness, he created for us. He created us and he he, he said, here's this world, this magical world that I've made for you. And he said, I want you to take charge of it. See, that's why I don't believe that, when, when, see, I don't identify as a sinner, right? Sin was a condition. I was, from the beginning of time, created as a son of God. You were created as a son or daughter of God. From the very beginning, from God's heart, before creation, before he even said, let there be light, you were in his heart. You were created out of his heart and his desire to have a relationship. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. So if you ever wonder, why am I here, God? What did you create me for? Well, you're created to be family with him. You're created to, you're created to have a relationship with him. Not just as a domineering God, right? A judgmental God. A father that doesn't understand, that can't relate. He created you for relationship. He created you for family. All the way back in Genesis. So if you understand it, it is all for us. And as he was completing his creation, so he does all of this, all the birds and all the fish and all the animals. He creates all this and then he gets towards the end and he creates man, right? And he, he literally forms him out of the dust of the earth. But then he breathes his life into him. Right? He breathes his life into him. And Adam was literally called son of God. He was literally called the son of God. Why? Because the very DNA of God was put in him. He was born out of God's heart. You carry in your spirit, you carry in your DNA, the very DNA of God. The very DNA of God. Okay? So that's what happens. He, so he creates Adam. And it says that Adam was created in the image of God. He said God, God is speaking, and it's, it's actually Jesus. We understand that Jesus was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, G, and there, 
the father and son are speaking and they're saying, let us make man just like us. It's not sacrilegious. I'm not saying we're gods. I'm saying that you were as human were created with the very DNA of God. He breathed life into you. You can, you can from the very beginning know that he created you to be a son of God. Your attributes of who you are you're a spirit first, you live in a body, but your spirit, right, is the very DNA of God. You, you're, you're, it's in the image of him. So why? Why did God do this? He's, it says, everything points to him wanting companionship, wanting relationship. So why did God create us? That question, why in Genesis, do we look at this and say, what, what, what's this all about? What's your plan? It literally comes down to this. God wanted a relationship. He wanted a family. He wanted us, and we were born out of his heart. See, so when you understand that God did this because he wanted companionship and he wanted a relationship, you have to immediately conclude that God is a relational God. So say it with me. God is a relational God. From the very beginning, don't say that part. From the very beginning, God was a relational God. He wanted relationship. He created Adam. He created the world for him. He created this earth for him. Why? For relationship. So it wasn't so that you could live today and feel distant from him and feel like he's this angry God or this distant God that doesn't feel what you're feeling, that doesn't know your circumstances. No, God, from the very beginning, was relational. He created you for relationship, right? He wants, he craves, listen, he craves, did you know this, that God craves relationship? He craves it. Read the scripture. If you study the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, one thing that you will conclude is that he desires with everything in him to be in relationship with you. It's his desire. And he's jealous about it. He's jealous about it. He's a jealous God. What does that mean? It means that he will fight for you. He will fight every circumstance, every wall, everything that comes against you to be in relationship with you. Because he desires relationship. Why are we, why are we saying this? Because I want you to remember this is Mother's Day and we're going somewhere with this. I want you to understand what happens next. When God created Adam, he put everything about himself into Adam. Say everything. God put everything about himself into the heart of Adam, into the spirit of Adam when he made him. Everything about himself, God said, this is a list of description, and this is the substance of what I've made for, and I'm going to put it into man. Why? Because he's my son, right? And he's made for relationship, and I, I want relationship. And so he put it into Adam. I have a question for you. When God created Eve, where did he go to start making her? This is important. I want you to understand this. And, 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 and ladies, I hope you learn a little bit more about your makeup this morning. I, I, I 
hope that you learn a little bit more, but men, I want to speak to you too. I hope that you understand something this morning. I want you to understand when you look at how God created Adam and he put everything about himself within Adam. This is really key because where did Eve come from? Where did Eve come from? Came from the the side of Adam, right? He came from inside Adam. God caused the sleep to come over him. And he took one of his ribs and he created Eve. Now, what is, why is that significant? Because the masculine and the feminine heart, God already put inside of him. But he had to take it one step further. And this is critical because there's many times that we look at ourselves and, and we'll talk about We'll talk about a little bit more depth in a, in a minute in, in kind of our mindset. I want you to understand something that who you are as mom, who you are as the feminine heart, God created you that way. He created the masculine heart and he created the feminine heart. And I think a lot of times we, we fail to realize and we disqualify some of the great things about the feminine heart. We don't do it on purpose. Sometimes we do do it on purpose. Sometimes the church does it on purpose, right? We downplay the feminine heart. We downplay the things that make you great, the things that God put inside of you at creation. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. So God put everything about himself inside of Adam. Then he created Eve out of Adam's heart, right? So who is mom? When we talk about moms, we go to the very center, the very makeup of the feminine heart. So how does the feminine heart differ from the masculine heart? What was different about Eve? When you look at at creation from the aspect of awe and wonder, from the scope and magnitude of, of the immense beauty and detail. It is staggering to think that he did it all for us. It's staggering to think that he did it all for us. Ladies, listen, there's something about you in the, with, with, with the feminine heart that is completely different than the masculine heart. It's completely as important And I would venture to say almost more important than the masculine heart. Why? Well, let's look at the let's look at the feminine heart for a second. The feminine heart. Why did I share that study with you? It proves from the very beginning that moms are what communicators. Right. They they communicate. If I want to know what's going on with my kids is live. I just ask mom. My daughter has friends I don't even know of. Mom knows about them. She knows where they live. They know the address, what their birthdays are, what, they, what clothes they like to wear. Right? Like, moms are information gatherers. Why? Because they're nurturers. They want to know what's happening. It's just, it's innate. It's in them, right? They're nurturers. They're, they're, they, 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 
They're relationship builders. The feminine heart is the essence of relationship, right? Like you could, you could go conquer the world, right? But if you don't have a home to go to, right? If you don't have, like, I, I just know, like, I've seen it over and over again when, when, a, when a mom or a, a mother-to-be is pregnant and something clicks and, it, and it's, it's, you watch it in first-time moms and something just clicks, you know, at some point along that nine-month period where, like, they call it nesting, where, like, she just begins to, like, prepare, right? And us men go crazy because we have to repaint the room that's been painted already, right? We have to, we have to go and it, it, we got we to gotta get, everything's got to be just right. We got to uh, do all of these little projects to make mama bear happy, right? Like to, to make, to, to where she feels like now I can bring this child into the world. Like there's just something innate inside of mothers, inside the feminine heart that, that creates this environment that wants to connect with family, connect with people, right? That's the feminine heart. Did you know that in the feminine heart is romance, right? If you look at, like, you look at media and you look at uh, books and movies and, like, is it the men, is it the masculine heart that drives romance? No, it's not. Stop shaking your head, Harlan. It's not. It's the feminine heart. Why? Because... The feminine heart, that's, they identify with the love story. They, like, like that, that's, now, the masculine heart plays a role in that, right? But when you're, when you're courting the girl of your dreams, right, and, and she says, and you ask her, well, let's go to a movie, and she's, you have to give in sometimes and say, okay, I'll, I'll go to that romantic comedy movie, and I'll be bored out of my mind, but I'll do it because it makes you feel good. Right. Right. The feminine heart craves that, that that love story, the desire to be desired. Right. And, and we kind of twisted it. Sometimes we think like. And, and sometimes women will well, they, they will get down on themselves because maybe they, they feel like they're too emotional or they're too in touch with their feelings or or I, I don't want to be I, I don't want to be. Vulnerable by by admitting that I want to be desired, right? But did you know that that's the very attribute of God? God loves to be desired. He craves to be desired all through Scripture. He said, seek me, seek me, seek me, desire me, right? The very cry of the feminine heart is the very cry of God. Now, we get it twisted sometimes, and, and, and we, like I said, we, we, we downplay it. We downplay the hearts cry, and, and, and then you introduce all of the bad things of this world, this fallen world, right? And, and, and that, that would come against the feminine heart and tell the feminine heart, don't do that. You weren't made for that. Don't do this. You weren't made for this. Build a wall here. Put up a wall there. Protect yourself here. Don't feel that. Oh, you're, you, you, you're too emotional. You talk too much. Right? So... And there's all of these like little intricacies about the feminine heart, right? So there's some, my, well, my wife, she does, so for, women love to communicate. They love to communicate with each other. They love to communicate uh, with those that they're in relationship with. They love to over communicate. Guys are like, cool, 
Tell me what, great, awesome. Thumbs up, right? My wife doesn't necessarily like to talk on the phone. She will, but she communicates in other ways, okay? What it might take me one sentence to say, I get a book. Why? Because that's her heart. She, she's a communicator, whether it's text or email, right? Like, I'm going to get a message. And ladies, I know how this works. You send a book, and I'm scrolling reading this text, and I give a thumbs up and an okay as a response. Negatory. Negatory. But why? That's the difference between the masculine heart and the feminine heart, right? That's the difference. Us men, we're like straight to the point, boom, right? Nuh-uh. Women, we want to explain, explain, over-communicate. Why? It's the very heart of God. That's the way God made you. I'm going to let you women in on a clue. If, if you weren't around, it would be a boring world. It would be a boring world. We'd be fighting. We still do. But there's less fighting going on between men because of the feminine heart. Right? Uh, women are cheerleaders. The feminine heart is a cheerleader. How many mom? if you're a mom, man, you think your kid could do anything. And you're going to let him know. Right? Even if the kid has got two left feet. I, you're going to be Tom Brady when you grow up. Like, uh, it's just like, look, man, the kid ain't going to be Tom Brady. He, no. Right? But the mom, the mom will, will be the biggest cheerleader. Be like, you, honey, you got this. You could be president of the United States. You could, you know, like, well, mom, I'm 30 years old and I still live at home. It's okay, son. You can still be president of the United States. Right, like that's how moms are. Right, they're, they they always they always see the hope. They always see the best. It's almost like they're blind sometimes to the circumstances because they believe the best. And 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 honestly, if you boil it down, that's the heart of God. Because no matter what your circumstances say, what does God say about you? So, the feminine heart is God's heart. The feminine heart is the very nature of God. The feminine heart, in fact. I've heard it explained this way, like the Holy Spirit displays many times the feminine heart of God. Now, that might seem a little weird for me to say that. But listen, the masculine and the feminine heart were created by God. And they were created out of his view of himself. And he put it inside of Adam and Eve was created. And he took he took the feminine heart and he created it. From Adam and he made Eve. And she, listen to me, this is key. She represented, she represented the very essence of God, the very heart of God, right? Adam and his relationship with God.